talk about Leroy and Stitch and how that's probably one of the best directed DVD films I've ever seen. Like. Leroy and Stitch? It's about, Hell yeah! It's about uh, Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stitch gets replaced by a red version of himself, but it's like, you know how, I'm assuming you all know the lore of Leroy and Stitch yeah. and how the wee boys put them on on there. It was like uh, Experiment 626. Okay, that's that. <laughs> that was all the way back there and I grabbed that for childhood. But he's like Experiment 625 or something. No, 625. No, 625 was Ruben, uh, the yeah. Beast Language mate. Oh, yes, yeah, so it was in Speaks English. 624 was Angel. Is, is well, who's, who's Leroy? 627. 67, right? So we recording them? Man, you're like. Oh, aye, this is the perfect conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, 627 is Leroy, and these. Hey, let's just talk about this on, on the air. Let's go. So anyway, Leroy is from what I remember is absolutely mental and Jumba, who's the Big scientist uh, he's like, oh fuck, I thought he was long gone. <laughs> and he's like, I, he's like, I thought Stitch was the last one you created. He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I, well, that's what every series when they need something new, it's like, oh yes, you all thought. This was the last one, but actually, oh, yeah. I've just remembered. I remember Leo and Stitch. I don't know why. It was just so good to watch because it's like such a good children's program in terms of like there's 626 different monsters, right? But Stitch was the one that was like all of them rolled into one essentially. He was the best. So knowing there was one better than him, you're like, whoa. Leo and Stitch had three crossovers. With other Disney shows, there name them Recess, Recess, Kim Possible, Kim Possible, and the Proud Family. There were three episode crossovers with other Disney shows, and what? it was absolutely fantastic. Proud the Proud Family with Penny Proud. Hey, let's get into the podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, this is this is that into we're yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, like, fuck it, right? So we're going to do not hijack to two thousand nine. Shut the fuck up. We're doing fucking shut life. the fuck up. <laughs> we're talking about Juno. Um, do we do the clap? Directed by Jason Reitman, it's Gail and Paige, Michael Serra, right? We're doing the box office. Mm. Hey, again, did you tell them what the budget was? Yes, I told them the budget. Right, the oh, budget actually. was between 6.5 million and 7.5 million. Right. Look. <laughs> 13 million. Yeah. No, wait, no, 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 it doesn't quite well. I'm going to say 25 million. 25? Uh, I'll say 40 million. <laughs> 50. Fuck, what the fuck's going on here? I'll say 85 million. Shut the fuck You're the closest. Do you know these are anywhere near it? 231 what do we like? <laughs> uh, I watched it. So I said to you earlier on. Um, I said to you last week, sorry. Um, that, uh, that I watched, you know, like five years ago or something, and I thought it was just pure. But all, all right, like it was for a specific audience that was the me at the time. And I'm not saying it's for an audience like me now. I watched it this morning, and uh, it was like I think it's just love. I, I think I should probably see what happens first. I more sympathise with everyone else. Apart from Juno, my stupid. Right, so the plot is Juno's Juno's having a kid. She goes to abort it, and she changes her mind, 
and Michael Sarah is in love with her and she decides to give it up for adoption to what's the guy's name again he's an arrested development Jason Bateman Jennifer Garner yeah. and she's she's horrible by the way what? what? How? She gives him like one wee bit of his house to have his things in. Yes, because she doesn't want him to have a So then she, he then eventually decides to fly free and you kind of think he wants to shag, do you know? And then <laughs> yeah. she ends up with Michael Sarah and that and she still gives him the baby. Happy ever so, after. What the, did you like with Jennifer Gardner? I thought she was horrible. Jennifer Gardner is the one, only one who gets the baby. She takes it on as a single yeah. mother in there. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. But yeah. Jason Bateman's a rude boy. She's a consistent. She's I was happy he boy. left, but he was a bit creepy with you know. I was a he's a creepster. Man. I know, but see, up until that point, up until that, there was a. I was like, oh, maybe they're just like pals because I couldn't remember the plot I was like there's been pals that like he has she is having his way at the end of the day yeah. but then he had that dancing and I was like she's getting she's getting freaky and I'm like maybe it's just one of these platonic like we'll just kind of laugh but then he was like I'm leaving um, but I, I can relate to him with the fact that eventually you're going to have like an adult house and you'll have to have all your things that you like but yeah. there'll have to be a place for that I think, I think the whole thing as, as Truff was saying is like this he's constantly living in the past he does, he's like afraid of commitment and stuff because he doesn't want to aren't they all <laughs> 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 he, does, yeah, he, does, he doesn't want to like <laughs> he doesn't want to like <laughs> throw <laughs> himself into this like uh, this new thing and this massive big undertaking he's basically just kind of been a yes man for Jennifer Garner but doesn't really want it and she's Fucking sick of it. Um, yeah, Higgins, did you watch her? Uh, what did you think? I uh, quite like it. Uh, did you think Ellen Page was good? She's alright. I wouldn't say. Alright. Are you sure you're fun. thinking of Ellen Page and not like Ellen Patel <laughs> or something like that? Just now? She was just clarifying he's got the right He's thinking of an extra. <laughs> <laughs> she was alright. <laughs> did he get the Oscar nomination? <laughs> Wait, you sure was the president? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take it for you because uh, I think it's absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I, I think it's a really good movie. Uh, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> uh, I, I'll say that my favourite character in the whole film was the stepmom. Yeah, I think the stepmom is so classic. It's like, see when she talks about the beginning, J.K. Simmons is her dad, and they've had a divorce, and she kind of mentioned like, her mom has a new family, blah blah blah. And the stepmom has a go at her, like a lot through the film. And it's not like a stepmom in any other film. I think like when the stepmoms are portrayed in different films, they're mm-hmm. like like bastards, like they've kind of ruptured the family. But with this, it's like she's a stepmom, but it, she is actual her mum. Yeah. Like she has arguments with them, but it's not like you're ruining this family. It's more like the stepmom generally cares. But that's she wants the best for her. That scene in the ultrasound when uh, the ultrasound technician says, um, "Well, it's a good thing you're coming up for adoption." And then she's like, what's that supposed to mean? And she totally defends. Do you know what I thought? It was like, fucking class, by the way. Like, stand up for the pair. Like, mm-hmm. fucking go for it. That's, that's, I think, the thing I like most about this movie. There's so, Especially the script. Uh, there's so many stereotypes that he easily could have fallen into. Like, evil stepmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, boyfriend who doesn't give a fuck about the well, baby. Um, like, uh, like, what you're talking about, Jennifer Gardner. Just the woman not letting the man live his own life. But it subverts all of them. And it does it's it in a way that's so natural. very personal. Yeah. So I think it might be to do their own Also it shows that I think Juno so when Juno and her pal are going through the ads in the paper, 
with a family that the baby goes to. So do you know at the end of the day she does it's not that she doesn't care about the baby, but mm. she still wants a, the best life possible for the Wayne, but in her own world. So when she meets Jason Bateman and Jennifer Gardner, she's like, This is perfect and then when he says I'm leaving her mm. then it's still amazing the fact that she could see that Jennifer Gardner was like would care for this baby so much she could do it on her own. Mm. So even with all that she would still give it away. And I like this the one line when Ellen Page is gave birth, the baby's now gone, Michael said us spooning her and she goes, We didn't he didn't want to see the baby but I'm like it wasn't ours to keep. Mm-hmm. And I thought was, that's a nice that's a nice line. I thought Michael Serra got a fucking hard time in that film. Michael Serra did, yeah. Michael he was getting, just... getting burned at for all the time. But see to see that who's he playing Super Bowl again? Fo- no, not Fogel. No, <laughs> Fogel was the best. Aaron, he's he's <laughs> called like Aaron or something. Um, I, I feel like he's that character or, but we have a bit of confidence. That's yeah. what I feel like he's just taking Do you know what? It's, it's actually it's weird when you talk about Michael Cera in this movie because I thought he was just going to be like George Michael again, is what I was expecting. But there was like nuances in he this. Said one. He, he said he wasn't going to do another film like that. Yeah. But then he said he liked the script so much and see how the dialogues structured yeah, the, and things the like that. That's like, why I wanted to do it because it he, is so good. But you can also tell he's changing things up. Like what you're saying, like he is still he's, he's in that character sort of box, but there is like things he's doing that are different to what I've seen him in previously. So I actually I think, like, it, I think it's hard to like to quietly love someone like that. Mm. Like see how much he can tell he loves her. Yeah. Just, by like, yeah. Yeah, just by the way he acts. Yeah. See the way I was saying earlier on, like years ago I seen Juno and I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. I think that's because see when when I watched it this morning, Juno acts like she not that she knows it all, but she's like very mature. She knows what she's saying. She knows what she wants. But like, see now that I'm older, mm. I recognise like I get where she's coming from, but also get that she clearly doesn't realise like because t- uh, the stepmom goes like, "You don't know the dynamics of marriage," and she's like, "I'm 16. I'm old enough to know." Yeah. And you're like, Aye. "Right, Aye, I get that. I now understand the fact that That's she just right, doesn't yeah. know, but she's like, she sees the first like, you feel one like you do know that age. You definitely Aye, you do. So I feel like. I was like, do you know, shut the fuck up, you clearly don't know. There is also the thing though, like very early on, it's not as though like, oh, we get this personality and the wall gets taken down. It's very clear early on that it is all up front because when she gets the couch and all that and she's really quirky sitting outside the pipe of uh, Michael Serra's character's house and it's the moment where she tells him that she's pregnant but it's the look she gives him when he tells her like he's fine with her giving up the baby or going in and get an abortion it's just that moments of vulnerability that she lets into yeah, I think yeah. it's what's really successful about yeah. her as an actress mm-hmm. is that she doesn't overplay those she's moments she just lets it happen naturally and, and in the script oh. she, she always tries to like kind of undercut those kind of serious moments because she her, that character's so insecure as well Yeah, and the both of them are so she makes a joke of it or she makes light of it mm-hmm. um, and when she actually does like get slapped with a full like level of emotion her acting is like it's, brilliant. it's really good because you really feel it and you really connect with her yeah, let's go on to the soundtrack then no, one more oh. thing one more thing oh, I just say I love Dwight shooting this <laughs> Rain Wilson at the very beginning of the show oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah. that's why I mentioned that because he's like um, your, <laughs> what was it your ego your prego yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it man. so there's a bit where they both play acoustic guitars and they sing it's called Anyone Else But You by the Mouldy Peaches so there's one person that's, there's a girl called a woman called Kimya Dawson she's in loads of songs as like different wee groups and by herself yeah. and stuff like that and I think the soundtrack is I'm going to put it out there better than Pulp Fiction's <laughs> I think it's the best soundtrack it's fucking brilliant it introduced me to this whole new world of music and it's music that sounds like they're playing it in like a cupboard it's dead quiet and there's nothing really going on it's class so yeah. Gary what did you think about it? Uh, I like the soundtrack it's like these kind of small intimate like acoustic tunes and it fits the tone of the film just totally perfectly and I feel like there was loads of films after that that tried to knock off that mm. the effect that that film has because I haven't seen anything like 
And obviously, I didn't see when it came out, but I don't think there was anything before that no, had that sort of like. I think this breed is like a Napoleon Dynamite movie. I think this breed of kind of like a. You don't know what I'm talking about, like the ones in school that were like indie that didn't like uh, new bands that you didn't know. This breeded those kind of folk, yeah. like your Nicholas. Me, you know? that was me all over, man. And I was, was always like, like I liked them first. It'll just happen. It's like, oh, they're good, but you haven't heard. Yeah, that was me. That was you, me all over. You reckon their first five subscribers on their SoundCloud, mate? I like, don't, you don't know what you're talking about. I, mate. I liked Frank Ocean back when he was on like his own wee website. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was right in the deep end back then. I was, can I? End of the ocean. The only criticism that I'd have of the soundtrack is that it is a tiny bit too samey. And what yeah, I mean by yeah. that is that like, a film soundtrack for me should have. But it's a lot of the, the same person as I said, it's a lot of her she wrote the songs. And I completely get that in their own songs, but for me, a soundtrack should have a bit of depth Variation. in it. And like, I just need a bit more. Like, I feel, I feel like there is, a play, there is a place for that kind of thing, though. Like the film Submarine and Alex Turner's wrote all the music for it. Yeah. It's so, so brilliant it, film. It's, it's a brilliant film. It's so perfect for the film and it so perfectly suits the tone. Mm. And all the songs, as you're saying, are sort of samey, yeah. but it just—it's all about like pushing this feeling and this kind of like like emotional like tone it's, throughout the film. It's weird for me because obviously it's the same composer who would score an entire film, but for me it doesn't work as well when it's the soundtrack. Sound I yeah. think one of the best things is the bit I was talking about with the two playing the guitar. That's the first bit you see where they're like, you can see how close they get to the end and stuff. I, I feel like that's a, that's the first no, bit you see. Like, she's got a garden. Like, see, before that, she always get the guard up, uh, so all these quick one liners. And she's natural. sitting singing with a guitar. I think There's this, no guard, they're just there in a moment together. The soundtrack as well, like, no shows. Like, it's. You feel. The whole tone of the film, you feel very small towny. Like, uh, they, like, they talk about when she's going to keep the baby. Well, not keep the baby, like, go through the pregnancy. Yeah. Like, people are going to talk, and it's like, because it's so small towny, everyone knows each other. Yeah. But the soundtrack makes it feel like that as well, because it is very, like, close quarters, very. Middle America. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. I, so that Velvet Underground that as well, and they're fucking. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Velvet Underground's a really good example of, like, how that, like, that that kind of tone of music and that well, style of music. Well, they kind of made that style of music with yeah. like sticking my own pale blue eyes and things yeah, like that. Yeah. It was really quiet. And, and, it, and it's taken that and, and he wasn't really that, singing. And it, and it matches up to the comedy of it as well. I think it's just it's a really nice under, like, mm. under, uh, like it carries throughout the whole film. And I think it works. And I think if you were to mix it up, it would maybe feel like a plant and it would maybe feel kind of forced purely for the sake of changing it up I think that it does yeah, but it all matches it matches yeah. the clothes they wear the attitudes yeah. they've got everything kind of yeah. there's something about there's a personality to the music I think mm. that, that, that just really does make the you music. can understand the type of person do you know what it's like, like do you remember when you were like five and you would think like Big Show is like his own song because it just sounded like Big Show <laughs> like the music well, remember like, you said the other day like, I said I played I the song you said that that's Ellen Page I thought it was Ellen Page that's like he played me the song I was like Big Show Morehead sounds like Triple H just when he's shouting, you know. Like uh, that sort of thing. The lady sings the songs, you'd be shocked, but she doesn't, you would think she looked like Ellen Page. Another thing is, I think I appreciate, like, Ellen Page wasn't the greatest singer in this, but I appreciate the casting off her as Junior. Junior? Junior. Junior. Because I was like, she's so awkward with Michael Sarah and, like, even the sex, not the sex scene, but, like, when she's. Getting pregnant is very awkward, yeah. and then I'm realising I'm like supposed to be f- awkward. I'll do it. I bold them for a start. I'll bold them. Yeah, 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 yeah. and um, they're two very awkward people, teenagers having sex for the first time. And it's, I think it's done well because I think of two other awkward actors right now: Michael Cera and Jesse Eisenberg. 
Aye, he's, he's king of the, the uncomfortable. The evolved form of Michael Cena. I give my run for his money. Michael Cena reaches level thirty-two, turns into Jesse Eisenberg. I think that's happened there. But I'll, I love the introduction to his character because it's his, our pals are asking and he's like, "What was it like uh, shagging like his really thin frame or something?" Like that? And then it just cuts out to him like putting on the sweatpants yeah. and stuff like that. Something I was like, like. Shut up! Like in terms of like, she's got a bugger phone. I was like, right, that's quirky and all that. And yeah. he, he eats tic tacs a lot. That's very quirky. Yes, <laughs> it was thirteen um, years ago, mind. I, I thirteen. No but that, that, that's but that's like the first kind of film of that. Yeah, I know. Because there was like coming of age movies before, and then they reached a point where these coming of age movies started to get really kind of quirky and, and Indian stuff, and it did get really kind of dry. Mm. But Juno's the first one you see, and it's totally original. Yeah. And all all these ideas, although they, they might seem like that now, and they might seem like kind of little add-ons hadn't really been done before well there's a lot of the films that I think are affected by that like when you're the first in a genre you're groundbreaking when it gets to like 20 years later and everyone's familiar For with sure. the stuff that's been inspired by that if you've seen all that first and then you go back to the original this is, films yeah, yeah. Derivative, yeah. You know, it's like when you, you, you watch that happened the Matrix yeah so when I've seen the Matrix so I was shocked you didn't like that mm. like when I watched that I was like it's the same as this and I understood that, that this is where it all came from but yeah, like, because yeah. I've seen either something Better than it, yeah, like, so yeah. yeah, so yeah. I've seen it as. Also, like, you didn't see anything better than the Matrix. He did, that's no happened. <laughs> Juno. <laughs> Juno, I just think it's a fucking perfect movie. I think it's class. I think, I think it's. I just think the tone's perfect, the music's perfect, the way the dress is perfect, all the dialogue's good. I think everyone just blends together. I, th- I think everything's yeah. good about it. For what Juno's trying to achieve as a film, I think it pulls it off completely. It achieves everything um, it's trying. And it's, and it's that, like, you, you, you never know if a. Like uh, tone of comedy is going to be able to carry through the film, but directed by Jason Reitman, son of the the master <laughs> yeah. Ivan Reitman. Um, John like, Malkovich produced it. Is yeah. that a fun fact? Very nice. Yes, because it wasn't getting the funding. It was John Malkovich who had to step in and yeah. give them maybe its funding. Cause um, I think how much money that made. Like obviously, it was a pure massive thing. Yeah. Thing. I don't know if it'd be as big if it came out. Like, yeah, but what does that tell you as well? A movie made for like six, seven million that has all these kind of quirky tones. It's like a cool hour and a half. Like contained story, it's not any bigger than it is. It doesn't leave you kind of wondering about it. It's just a it's storytelling. You know, it's it's, it's like. And, al- and also the way it came out was sort of like prototypical or became prototypical because it went to uh, Sundance or it was TIFF yeah. it was one of the two uh, got a good run there and it was eventually Fox Searchlight picked it up for distribution which gave it its major distribution so that's the thing with these indie movies like they can be as good like like you look at a movie like Sing Street which I think is a very similar in tone to Juno um, but that did not get the same level of distribution as Juno uh, mm-hmm. it didn't have a Fox Searchlight to give it that major yeah. push around Oscar time which is a very expensive camera pain so a baby can be as good as you know and we can see that happening but I don't know if ever again anyone's going to take the chance that Search, Fox Searchlight didn't I put think money at, at the time uh, it was like a perfect film for like teenagers to go and I, see I was just about to say it came out right at the right time and people sure. were like that I think, I, think if you, yeah. I think if you saw it for the first time later in life it might not have the same effect but I think in that year for people of that age with that like I had that marketing behind it um, and you can 100% see the influence of Juno on just most teen movies from this that point. That's what I was like when I watched when I was younger, that's the music I was into and stuff. That's how I ended up watching because I like yeah. underground stuff. Like that. I so think I as well, fucking class. going back to the point that you made, how there's so many avenues this film could have went on, mm. like stepmom, boyfriend that wasn't there. 
and I think that's why it's liked as well because people like the expectation of like oh people must have been so angry like the fact that she's 16 she's pregnant blah 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 but like see not one person is raging at do you know for being pregnant even yeah. she tells her dad like J.K. Simmons you expect a big blow up like but like they, they take it in a very realistic <laughs> manner in which they go do what's best for Juno and the baby and whatever she wants to do then we'll support them and I think that's how people relate to it but like oh, it feels oh. real so the Bushing. backlash to the movie Bushing. I then find strange because I do think this is a people so thought it was a pro-life film like because when she goes into yeah. it the person's um, like doing picketing or something that's pro-life and then Stranger Minds people thought that it was meant to give this thing over of you should mm-hmm. be having the baby and that. Yeah. I don't think that's the message. Really, I don't think that's the message at all. The writer said she wouldn't write the film anymore now because she felt people. Yeah. I think the way. pregnancy thing, as weird as it sounds, is a small part. It's just uh, the whole like. So the McGuffin of the film to keep it going. I don't yeah. think it's it's nothing to do with like pregnancy. Like the pregnancy yeah. is a driving force of it, but everything else is relationships and how Juno feels and yeah, taking and responsibility for things. I ultimately it's about like kind of facing what you actually feel and everyone eventually does face up to it, don't they? He believes her because he's not happy. She yeah. takes the kid and Juno faces up to having the kid and then I think you know, at the end it. it's not like you're like obviously the pregnancy is just kinda like the end once she ha- has the baby that's it, the mm-hmm. film ends. But like it's not about the baby, it's like everyone just kind of not getting what they want, but it's, as you said, responsibility yeah. take going forward. And I mean, you can understand why it might have been taken that way, but if it's not the intention, then there's not, the, like, can you can you put much weight on that? It's hard because it's like when anyone writes something, it's no longer the author who's controlling the meaning of yeah, it. It's not yours it's, anymore. It's the discord around it that controls it. So if, if people are poisoning the discourse by both sides, like, overly politicising this uh, this work and not just taking it as like a character study in a story and instead to trying to put it into all these think pieces and stuff like that then I get if you're the writer of that creation you're just like nah this doesn't feel right to me I could understand her reaction to that completely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's a it's a you know it's a co- it's a conversation but it I feel like if we're talking about the, if we're talking about the film on like the merits of the film itself then like it has to be a separate conversation I think because it's so it's been written and stylized and directed in one in one way, um, and one aspect of it um, has just been taken and blown up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it's a very. It's obviously one of those. You've ever walked into Morrison's or anywhere or H and B, and it's like the section is like feel good films. It's yeah. like one of those ones, and it's like you Mass put section. It, I love that. You film. put it in. You put it's like we always talked about uh, recently about you seeing Ready Player One as a film that you would just stick on. Yes. Just for the sake, like to, cause that's what Juno is for me. I could watch Juno is so that kind of film where like it's an idealistic world, even though it's a realistic world. It's an idealistic world where everything, even with the biggest problems in your sex scene, school, and everything else going on, it can still work out. Kind of thing, and even at the end when they're singing, it's all lovely and nice. But um, it's all nice. I think um, it's a great I think song. it's. I've got a, a new appreciation for it. When you say it's fucking it's sensational, but I would say I, I've got. I, I liked it more the second time watching. I think it. I just like Ed has done well. It seems someone's tried to make something and they've done it the exact way you can see they want to do it. And that's yeah. what this film is. You can see what they've tried to do and they've completely succeeded. So I was doing the podcast. Uh, you can see exactly the way we want to fucking burn this trash. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's just go to our uh, thumbs up and that. So. I'll give it a, I'll give it a thumbs up. Is anyone going thumbs down? No, this is my first time watching it in full.
Did you? I just thought like what the hate behind it because I hate I like I pure resent that pure hate like so well, that's like, why I never watched Sandra Barrow for ages. I thought like, like he was built up so much. Like, that's why I think see, I, that's what I, love I think I walked in the first time watching it, going this is like trying to be quirky and all that. Like, yeah. he's trying to get an audience of which like oh she's got just, I, I think it doesn't like it. You, you really watch, hated you know, the burger phone, didn't you? That's two or three times you've said about the burger phone. You hate it. It really annoyed me. I think it did. Oh, annoying burger phone sales went through the roof for that film. Beaver from Harley Quinn movie. That's all the pictures. I think the film the film doesn't feel as a maybe it feels more saturated than originality now because there is so other so many other things that have tried to be that film. But if you think about it in relevance to when it came out and what it was when it came out um, like shook things up it was something totally different it was all shocked how much money it made oh no 100% like that like that just goes to show you it was an original voice and it was something people actually wanted to see and, and then, you, you get you, you, can, you can pin it to quirk but and then she did X-Men 3 yeah. and it all went to shit she did X-Men <laughs> she, she, she went to X-Men 3 after this Ellen Page yeah she's an X-Men she she she's right. Pride yeah. and, um, I mean I'm a big Ellen Page and she, she has a scene with um, what's his face Vinnie Jones, Jones and he goes I'm the juggernaut bitch <laughs> 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 and he just Vinnie Jones Ellen Page honestly like I think she's another one for typecasting but I kind of think of a thing, film after this which is been really good. No, she plays basically a similar part but older in the Umbrella Academy, the Netflix TV she's in, show. She's quite good in, oh, it's kind of, but what's the Woody Allen film that she's in? Oh, oh speaking of, oh, oh, there's a scene in Juno where it's like, oh, you can, you can yeah, be like a cheerleader and she's like a, the, a pal who's into teachers yeah. and then he's, she's like firing into To roam with love. As and the teacher goes, and then the teacher says something, she's like, oh, I love Woody that's Allen. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> also, obviously, speaking of controversial things, the same films that really don't age well next week when we're talking about clerks. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. many things that I said in that film that's like, oh, yeah. fucking hell. Aye, there was a bit. Uh, there's a lot. I'm talking about a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, you know, Oh, no, I'm cancelling Ken. I'm kidding, I'm joking. Ken was such a summer. You remember when time things came out yeah, and exactly. stuff, don't you? You've got to contextualise it. Like, for example, like Robinson. Uh, Crusoe and the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn there's like pure mm. black slave characters in them but people still consider them classics and read them you know you need to take everything everything's all relative you know yeah. Yeah. but we're talking about right, so we're gonna... thanks Truff we've got on to kind of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going on to Parasite now so are we not, are we not splitting no 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 we're sick fuck, mate I'm just going to go first with the, with the controversial opinion I thought it was alright <laughs> Like, yeah, shut yeah, up yeah. that! Um, I thought it was, like, 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 like
came on to us. I was like, and he said, he's like, oh, done. I fucking suck. <laughs> any, any film you watch in a plane is not going to be good. I, I think I it was good, right? I think because I was 12 hours in a fight to yeah. Australia. Yeah. And I it think it was good. good. I just thought, see, the whole thing of you tell everyone you know about this and the whole I told I everyone like, I know about this film. Yeah. I, I am I thought this. it was good. I just like this really fucking weird shit. See if it's going to be weird, I want like, you know, mentalness. You, you try to tell me that whole thing, the whole the whole part of the, the housekeeper going out in the basement was nae fried as fuck. That was fucking I just kind of was like, I think it's the situation because I was like on the edge of my seat for that shit. You kind of think about it then, like, oh, he's been down there for ages. I thought about him hitting his head and then I was like, who can you just presume everyone's going to be looking out for more school all the time? I'm going to preempt this part, right? So Truff's going to tell you a story. Me and Truff went to see Parasite and um Truff had a real good time at one point um, and let you go. go I'll still give that thumbs up. Basically, there's a go. bit in, uh, where the, the old housekeeper is what trying to like get out of the basement, right? <laughs> and she runs up and I'm just like, it's so tense because you're on the edge of seat. She's like, no, she can't. She's going to spoil everything. She's going to tell them, right? And everyone's like, you're cutting wildly coming back. And all of a sudden, the fucking <laughs> mom decides she's turning into fucking 90s Shawn Michaels and speaking <laughs> music and stuff down the stair. See, Honestly, God, I was laughing for about Truff, five minutes. Truff kept laughing, right? And it was well, only us was and a, 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 a other folk. Well, there was only about six or seven folk in the cinema. Well, and Chuff was howling. And I'm talking, like, hashing himself. <laughs> well, after it was And the done. fact is, there's thank fuck there's subtitles because we wouldn't be able to hear it. Because yeah. we had to, re- like, obviously read what's happening. But I was like, Chuff, you're See, because she doesn't even look. She just continues what she's doing. She fucking just puts her down the you mentioned those tense bits? I wish I'd seen that in the cinema, like, when you think they're going to get oh, caught yeah. and all yeah. that. The, the, I was just yeah. sitting on a, like, and there was loads of turbulence as well. Oh, so you, you are scared of flying, right? Terrified. I think, Queen, that needs to be said because that will change your opinion of the film. I'm terrified. I was putting, I put the volume right up and I had my, my head covered up at one point, so I was turned on, so I was just trying to concentrate on the film. I was telling myself, like, you're just in the cinema, just ignore it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what that was? Because everyone's been talking about how this is like the first foreign language film to win Best Picture, which is great, but I actually think it's more of success of genre. Uh, that this one best picture because even if it was in English and imagine it if it was English or English speaking actors it's still not the type of movie yeah. you traditionally expect thrillers don't win best picture yeah because it's, it's a it's a weird genre film because it's not even I wouldn't necessarily I say don't it's, know a what I was it's a thriller it's going to be it's a thriller dark comedy yeah. like sort of thing mm-hmm. like for me it's like it's definitely the, a tonal shift at one point of it that's yeah. why I, can't, I then thought it was going to be a twist because I was like this has changed yeah, I thought there were any twists here it, it, it literally is it's when the housekeeper comes to the door that there's just like a total dynamic shift into like to then be then they're no longer in control of any situation from that yeah, point on it's how wild she is like she becomes like she's like manic, manic yeah, yeah. and it's like oh, it's she's very defensive of that family yeah, yeah. Again, it seems yeah. And then, up until the point you say so see like I, I, I walked in and I was knowing nothing about it you said that, what yeah. genre at all and I thought it was a horror simply from the poster and the name of the film and I was like it looks a bit very horror-esque yeah. and I, so the first like 15-20 minutes I'm like waiting for something to happen is quite on edge but yeah. like, that doesn't stop but you know as you said there's a tonal shift and it moves about a lot and I mean nothing as you said as well if it's an English speaking film and and on yeah. here, on here, and not in Korea. Anyway, yeah. um, it'd just be a weird. It wouldn't be the same film. Yeah. It's just it's so weird, and I think I don't know if yeah. that was a culture thing on our end. Been like, it's so weird how they handle things, or like, yeah. can, can I say? Because they are doing a TV show um, with Mark Ruffalo. 
um, is playing the dad of the, the poor family in it. Oh, they did a TV show yes. Parasite? Yes, but I swear <laughs> to God, I swear to God, like, see if Rose Byrne does not get cast of the, if there's the mum and the rich family in this, yeah, in the English-speaking version, it's a fucking travesty. Because they're basically the same uh, from Bad Neighbours, married to Seth Rogen and that. Oh, God, they're basically the guy. same person, yeah, just, like, ethnically, like, switched. You know what I mean? It was just, like... A oh, but I loved to actually see the bit where the, the fucking house get flooded. Yeah, that was depressing as yeah. fuck, yeah. And yeah. then you're like, they're still in a right picture. You must be so confused just by the statistics that we've given to you. Well, like all the possessions are lost in that, and yeah. they've still got this family's and in fucking hands. It's that, ter- that torrential downpour, the massive storm that's kind of like coming, coming throughout the first half of the, <laughs> coming throughout the first and then half it just comes down on them, and, and, it, so and it comes down on them, and it totally washes away their entire flat, fucks up their like the whole life. Other shit's ruined, um, and it's a minor inconvenience for the rich family. It's yeah. a, if you, you need to watch that. I think they still want the party on and stuff like that, and then yeah, the yeah, and then just say, oh, we'll throw a bigger party to, to, to compensate for not having his camping trip. Uh, you, you need to watch this film through the like lens of uh, rich people, of, of, yeah, of, of class. Because if because I think to watch it at face value, it doesn't hit. It's hard at all, and it is so perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's balanced as well because it's, it's not just an eat the rich film. It's not just saying that oh, no, rich totally. people are bad. Mm-hmm. There is like, there's there's checks and yeah. shades to it as well, which which I really quite enjoyed. But I do also want to say that I going to call it the Academy. I think it's very. I think it's quite racist that there was no actors uh, nominated for this. I don't understand how a film that can win Best Picture, Your Best Screenplay, and Best, Mod- Best Foreign Best. Movie not have one acting nomination in any of the categories. The and that's consistent. I thought, I thought the daughter of the poor family as well was class. insane. See the dad. Act- and I've walked out out of any of the Oscar films I've seen this year. This was the movie I walked out. I didn't understand a bloody word they were saying. And this was the movie I walked out thinking these actors were bloody class. See like, the dad's reaction no when the guy says. He smells bad, and he's sitting in the car, and you can see yeah. how yeah. upset he is. Because everyone's got not necessarily that. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got. <laughs> this will all make sense one day. Everyone's to got a hang of their life that they remember when you're like that <laughs> company man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. you've, everyone's got yeah. something somebody said to you, and, then, and, then and then it's the fucking <laughs> killed you. Yeah, and it always comes back to you, and then he's got to sit there. And can't say it in a bit. Yeah. But he's got to sit there and just. And his whole family are there as well. You know, it's I mean, like horrible, his kids man. and stuff. His wife are there. Yeah. That's grim. It's mm. grim. But then because the it's something that, he can't change as well because he is a poor man yeah. and he's got what well, he's yeah. got a poor and then, man. And, and then, but that 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 that's the point for me that I was like, <laughs> like fuck this rich family because they're sitting there talking and it's like, oh, it's the, it's the smell you smell on the bus and the subway. It's the smell of like the poor. Yeah. And they're just like, what the fuck, man? What like that's the most entitled oh, shit. Elite is fine. But then. They were so good at acting like that as well. Yeah, that yeah. dad was oh, yeah. so good at seeming like a pure obnoxious. Or, or like, or like he was so friendly to him in the car, and then there would come a point, and he would stop it, yeah. and he would be like, "Remember your place, like that kind of thing." Like yeah. you'd be like, "Remember, you, remember you work here," and they're sitting having a conversation, and, and the poor, the, the the dad of the poor family would like comment maybe on his relationship with his wife, and mm. he would just stop and be like, "This isn't, we're not friends here. Like, remember, yeah. I'm paying you to be here." It's the only reason you're here. It's not a good relationship. But then, it? but then it's like, is that the parasite relationship? Is the parasite relationship the rich family? The fact that the they live off these poor people yeah. serving them, they or, can't. They're or, not or self-sufficient it, at all. Or is it the poor family literally leeching off the rich family and trying yeah. to take their resources and I think stuff? It's, it's, the way they, it's the way they, it, they anticipate. They, they expect them to be able to do anything. Like, see when she asks her yeah. to set up those tables in an exact formation, yeah. and you're like. 
You've gave her like no information. Yeah. Not yeah. even like a wee drawing. They're on the way home from the championship. She's on the way home from the championship. She's like, we'll be home in five minutes and we need to this oh, dinner. Oh, totally that shit Yeah. And she's trying to make fucking dinner while That's they're, incredible. they're trying to like. Brad, by the shower, I, I, I was like, I, I need these people to like tidy up for me and I'm just in a hurry because they did a bang up job of that man. Like, fucking They made a full dinner and managed to tidy up a full party. They just had, I was just like, what the hell? And the stairs, Super kick like, someone down the fucking They said that stairs. was one of the biggest problems is the translation of Ram Dong or whatever it was called. Said yeah. that, that like, there wasn't a translation for it. So yeah. that's not what it's actually called. It's called something completely different. Wonderful mm. stuff. So but they're then, not saying that. Yeah, and but the, uh, that, that dish, I, was, uh, I read something about this and it's ramen, it's ramen noodles, like packaged ramen noodles. Yeah. Um, and like Kobe beef, which is like this crazy expensive cut of beef. Yeah. So it's like uh, you, you you've get you've cool. get um you've get like the ramen noodles which cost like fuck all. It's like the food of the poor in Korea and like even over here as well. Like uh, everyone eats ramen, um, and then you've got this crazy expensive beef. It's just like the perfect dish to make because it represents like the both sides of it. It's very interesting. Well, that was a glass podcast. That's oh, a nice wee podcast. Isn't it? Uh, I can see you were getting antsy there. What do you mean antsy? You were going. I was very excited, but I like parasite. Uh, right, so, <laughs> on that, in the oh, next couple of weeks we'll be doing clerks clerks Luke McLaughlin if, you've, if you know him he'll be hosting that <laughs> if you know him well, if you know yeah. me then um, I'll be there and uh, I'll be hosting it and uh, hope you'll be there too <laughs> like, okay right, thanks everyone <laughs> thanks bye bye, bye. <laughs>